0: Just imagine discovering your passion at a young age, the theater. Imagine succeeding, exceeding all expectations in nearly every endeavor you tried, and actually reaching the very pinnacle of any aspiration in theater, performing and directing on Broadway. All this before the age of 30. Hello, my name is Alexandra Baton-Bailey. I'm the host of the Beyond the Podium podcast series at the University of Florida. This podcast series is on teaching and learning. We're here with faculty who offer their best tips, strategies, innovations, and stories about teaching with a little humor. Our guest today is Michael Pinckney, professor of dramatic theory and theater at the University of Florida. In 1998, Dr. Pinckney was acknowledged as both the College of Fine Arts and the University of Florida Teacher of the Year. He's also a published essayist on African-American dramatic theory. Dr. Pinckney worked as an actor and director for Broadway, Off-Broadway, and Off-Off-Broadway, and served as the artistic director at the Billy Holiday Theater in Brooklyn, New York, and the Harmony Park Playhouse in Detroit, Michigan. For Michael, it all started with a love of school.
1: I always loved school. I've also been performing since I was six.
0: Now, because of his love of school, opportunities lined up for him.
1: My father thought I'd lost my mind when I turned down a history scholarship to Dartmouth, and (laughs) and then I got a biology scholarship somewhere else.
0: But instead, Michael's heart pulled him in a totally different direction.
1: When I was a junior in high school, I was um, invited to um a theater institute at hampton institute this college in virginia a historically black college in virginia between my junior and senior year and um i think there were 35 students from all over the country that were part of this thing it was terribly exciting
0: he realized exactly what theater meant to him and to others
1: And that was a summer that I realized theater was not only had parallels to science, but it was a place where almost every field of knowledge and endeavor came together. And I thought, this is fascinating.
0: This single experience allowed him to discover his true passion and gifts And it gave those passions and gifts an opportunity to bloom.
1: I think I've been very blessed um, in a very real way uh, in terms of the kinds of things that have happened to me, the experiences that I was able to have. I became an artistic director of a fairly prominent off-Broadway theater in New York by the time I was 27. about three or four years after that, uh, I became artistic director, founding artistic director at another theater in Detroit, Michigan. I was going back and forth. I was guest artist at several places. I directed a, a Broadway show by the time I was 30.
0: However, his journey from the stage to the classroom was even more spectacular.
1: One day, for some reason, I was at the theater. I don't know if it was Early on, I used to make a habit of doing things like that, but I found myself um, alone on the stage, looking out at the audience, which was empty, of course, and thinking, "Is this it? I don't feel satisfied. There's something I'm missing. Still, part of that was that the play that I directed, had been a great success off-Broadway for a year and a half. It had run, and then it made the transfer to The Great White Way, and um, it was attacked by the critics, and it was going to close in a month. And I thought, what's the difference? Why am I not getting? There's obviously more that I need to learn. I decided I wanted to go back to school. But as soon as I had completed my uh, comprehensive exams for the the doctoral degree, I got this call and said, we've had this meeting and um, we've decided that uh, there's this job in Florida and you're the only person we know that's talking about the kind of stuff they need. They really need somebody to do cultural studies, and we've never heard anybody talk about that kind of stuff but you. That's what they need. They don't know it yet. But, <laughs> but, but we're recommending you for this job. And I thought, oh, no, God. I came for an interview, and I went away thinking, oh, I don't know. When I got back to Ohio, um, I kept getting calls from students who had uh, been in the workshops and things that I had met when I was interviewing here. They're the ones who sold me.
0: And that is how Dr. Pinckney's long career at the University of Florida began. It was student-centered then, and it remains student-centered today. In order to remain student-focused, Dr. Pinkney first and foremost, focuses on the students as individuals, as people.
1: One of the things that you really have to focus on, particularly in teaching young actors, is how to calm down, how to learn to trust themselves. Um, It's called acting, but we spend a lot of time teaching them how not to act, but to be human that characters are not people they are essentially ink on a page the only way that they can come to life is through the breath and body of a human being which is the actor so I have to be able to 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 get them to do that and uh, one of the clear ways of being able to do that is to give them a place of comfort a place of trust and to, whether I'm able to say it out loud all the time or not, I know that I'm really teaching their spirit. And that I'm, I must be able to give their heart a, a place of warmth and comfort. They have to be able to trust me, not fear me. They have to be able to not try to please the teacher, but to allow the teacher to become a, a guide a mentor um and in that way if you do it properly uh, there's still respect you don't have to force that kind of respect i think you know one of the the incredible things uh, that i i hear that i've heard in the past and i i continue to hear from uh, certain students is that you teach us by who you are.
0: Whether it's engineering, medicine, acting, law, it doesn't matter which field it is. With providing them with knowledge, you also have to provide them with an example on how to use that knowledge. And that is the responsibility that we carry as instructors.
1: There is power in what you're doing. Because we're doing theater, you have the power to make people feel things, to laugh, to cry. To believe things that aren't really true, that's power, and that's responsibility. So we have to understand how important it is to keep ourselves in a balanced, clear-minded place in order to lead by example, because that's what we do. When you're on stage, you're leading by example. The audience comes in, they willingly suspend their disbelief. They believe you when you say you're in Norway at Christmas time, and it's 1863, when it's really Florida in the middle of summer and it's 102. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, so if they are willing to go there, you have to be willing to understand what you're doing and to use that for positive purpose.
0: Now more than ever, quality interaction between instructors and students is a partnership one in which both parties contribute enormously. Students want to know that what they offer and bring to the table is valuable. And that is what Dr. Pinckney does best.
1: Just today, sat at my desk with my graduate assistant trying to figure out Canvas. <laughs> and it's just like, this is making me crazy. But everything is changing and um, there are choices that I can make as a teacher. I can get frustrated, angry and upset. I can retire. Or I can calm down, drop my shoulders, breathe, <laughs> and do what I've learned to do in the last couple of years. Call in a student and say, help me. Help me understand this new stuff. Because I have things that I can share, but all the stuff I know is old. That's all I can do is teach you all this old stuff. You have to be able to frame together. We're here together so we can figure out how to frame it in the present. But it's up to you guys to take it into the future. You've got to take this old stuff, just like I did, figure out how it makes a statement about where we are, and figure out, okay, how can I use this to move forward and to inspire the next
0: generation? Every great instructor faces challenges. Michael's greatest challenge is to make the material relevant to the younger generation. Sometimes, as Michael is teaching, he sees a room full of confused faces, and that is when he stops and thinks to himself,
1: Okay, there's somebody in the room who might be able to translate this to the current generation. Because I'm very aware that my references and my jokes are just duds now. (laughs) They don't go anywhere. They don't know what I'm saying (laughs) if I make a joke about a certain thing that long preceded their birth. (laughs) So a lot of the examples that I used to be able to use don't really go anywhere anymore. But if I keep trying to explain, somebody will say, oh, that's sort of like this. And everybody else in the room will go, oh, and I'll say, oh, okay, good. Explain to me what that is. So, so I will know the next time. But the real point is that, yeah, you have to, um, we're all in this together. You know, I can, I just don't see the point in trying to be the, the, the one who knows everything.
0: Every one of us has, as instructors, different gifts and talents. And it's most important for us to really realize and understand what those gifts and talents are, and to know what we love, and to be willing to communicate that passion and enthusiasm about the fields we've studied for so long, to genuinely share that with our students. And for Dr. Pinkney, as a performer, he can grab his students' attention and hold on to it by. Acting in class.
1: I remember when students used to read. They don't read anymore. (laughs) So one has to figure out oh, God, what do I do now? (laughs) How do I communicate to them? Well, I have a slight advantage, a slight blessing. I'm a theater professor with experience as an actor and a director and all those kinds of things. I act a lot (laughs) in class. It's exhausting uh, because it's often, I mean, it's a performance. I mean, one of the things um, I have to explain, we have to explain to the students, what does the word entertainment mean? It means to grab and hold the attention of the audience. I've got to do that every time I go into the classroom. And I have to do something to get them off of their computers, out of their cell phones, to pay attention.
0: Now, this may not work for everyone. Some of us are far more relational, and so we have to find ways to interact and connect with students differently. In doing that, the most important thing to remember is to communicate your passion. You do not have to be a Broadway performance actor. You just have to be passionate about the field that you love and share that with enthusiasm. In addition, what works today may not work tomorrow. So don't be afraid to change things because your students are changing every year and so are you.
1: This happened last year where I realized in a course that really relied on people reading material that nobody was reading the material. They don't even read plays anymore. And I was saying to them, you guys are not reading. What is this? How can I get it? No, we don't read. We can Google that. (laughs) And I thought, you know, you're right. (laughs) Hmm. Okay. (laughs) But there are certain things, if you're a theater student and you're taking a class like this, you just really need to know. You know, it it, it needs to be part of, of who you are. So, one of the things I discovered that okay well it's a theater it's a, a theater is a very collaborative art form. let's make better use of that since you all are not going to read all of the plays okay and, and this is stuff going on in my head at home. <laughs> okay, why don't I just make these group assignments and see what happens so at least some people will read some of the plays. What I discovered was that the incredible amount of enthusiasm that comes out of those group experiences and that they then become the incredible fire standing up in front of the room, telling everybody else in the room, you have to read this.
0: If you put the effort into creating opportunities for communication and a willingness to Change things up when change needs to happen. Amazing things will happen. And to remember, above all else, to be amazed when those relationships contribute to a great learning experience. I
1: um, almost never cease to be in tears when I'm grading those final papers. When I realize, I don't know how much they realize, how brilliant they actually are, how clearly they actually can think and how much they actually, no matter how much I complain about them not reading or whatever, how much they have actually gained during the semester. So that's another one of my mantras that I'm constantly reminding people, and I know it's written, I can see it written on people's books and things now. Education is for life, not a
0: semester. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Beyond the Podium podcast series. For more tips, tools, strategies, and resources on teaching at the University of Florida, or to find out more about future episodes, visit the teach.ufl.edu page.